It's time for the Kate Daly Show. Let us pray. Father God, I am a child of God. What I am not is a homeschool teacher, God. I'm at home, but Lord, ain't no teaching going on around here. Father God, I am your humble servant. What I am not is a math teacher, God. Lord God, the spirit of common core has attacked our household. And right now, the only thing we have in common is frustration and no answer to the math problem, Lord God. I ask that you send down your angels of the carryover, Lord. Teach her that if you carry the one over to the tenth place, you can get the answer, Lord God. Lord God, I am a layman in your vineyard. What I am not is the cafeteria lady, Lord. Yet again, the devil has attacked and sent down a tapeworm onto my child, Lord God. And I need you to help her to understand, Lord, that just because there's a refrigerator don't mean the door got to be open. And just because there's a stove don't mean the eye has to be on. But I see if things continue the way that they are going, Lord God. Not only am I your child, but I'm going to be an inmate because I'm going to jail, Lord God. I, I don't look good in orange. I don't look good in a jumpsuit, Lord God, but... (laughs) All right. How many of you guys are feeling that way? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, the joys of being at home all the time. And, uh, you know, do you go from room to room, couch to couch? I know. It's sad. It's... (laughs) Are you eating a ton? Are you eating a ton? Because I know that, that believe me, everybody's packing it on. And I think it's because of stress, too. People are packing it on because of stress. Um, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I'm glad you're uh, on board today. I, I just went over the last hour, and I hope you get this on podcast. I can kind of give you the quick summed up version if you want. Um, by the way, total deaths in America, 3,580 as of two hours ago. Those deaths, uh, under 4,000 deaths in America, okay, those deaths um, are a combination of things. Like if somebody has cancer and they swab for COVID, suddenly you died from COVID, not cancer. Um, A lot of underlining health issues. When people, when the news rushes to say that it's a perfectly healthy person and that's in the headline, they're trying to do that. That's why they say that. That's why they don't just say mom dies of COVID. They say perfectly healthy. And then about uh, a couple days later, they either do a little, not retraction, but they'll usually add it to the article. They'll say, well, there were other other health you know, issues going on. And by the way, the person was on hospice for two years, you know, that kind of thing. And, and they were already kind of going down that path. So unfortunately, and all death is sad, but, you know, to shut down a nation and a world over this, um, if we don't, if we don't pull the wool back up over our eyes. Um, we're going to suffer a lot of th- a lot more coming. And that's what I get worried about. And not to hype and fear. I don't like that. I'm not into that. But they always change everything up. Do, have you noticed right now, they keep saying our new America, our new normal? Well, the social distancing was based on a computer model done by Bill Gates's firm. Um, there's no bearing of any proof. There's no bearing of any... There's no actual anything. It's a, it's a computer futuristic predictive programming model. And we're the guinea pigs, people. They've never done this before. They've never quarantined a healthy nation. People tell me, well, they did during the flu. No, they didn't. They didn't quarantine everyone that was healthy. People still worked. They quarantined the sick. And if you were really exposed to the sick, you might have quarantined yourself. But that's after exposure, not just healthy people. Okay. So with social distancing, they came up with this computer model. We are currently their guinea pigs, and it's based on where your phone location is, where you go with your phone. So they say if you go to a city, it's populated. If you go to a suburb, it's not. Geographically, okay? So this is what they're doing with it. It has nothing to do with transmission and they eat, uh, from a, you know, one person to another, an illness. Oh, nothing to do with that. They even admit it. They even say it's one of the... One of the limitations is that it's not based on that. And they didn't factor in age or if you're sitting in a hospital sick, 
or if you're healthy. So they didn't factor anything in. And what is that leading to? Well, if we don't stop this nonsense, if we buy into this ridiculous notion of social distance, okay? Because everybody has their own immune systems. You can't just catch things from people. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Um, so, and if you're questioning that, think about the last time you had the flu. How many people did you actually get sick? Okay? Everybody has their own immune systems to take care of their own stuff around you. That's why you can't go get everybody sick, even if you coughed on them. So not everybody's susceptible. So this is what they want to do. They want to make everything chaotic, which means now when, when numbers strike, you know, it goes to the emergency room, you know, emergency room. Oh, Hey, we're getting some flu. Oh, Hey, we got this virus. Oh, Hey, we got this. We got that. Everybody go into lockdown mode business. You're closed for a month. Too bad. So sad. Schools you are closed. I don't mind that, but schools you are closed. Um, chaos, your life is kind of in a flux chaos every few months, maybe every once every six months where you have to close everything down for a couple of months. And in order to get out of that kind of chaos, because they could do this because they want to turn us into like the ger- the germaphobe nation. Okay. This is a great way to control us because we're all afraid, right? Look how many people are walking around with their arms stretched out. So they don't touch everybody. I mean, it's ridiculous. So we're already gullible. So then we go, oh, gosh, I guess we need to do this so we stop spreading things. Because guess what, guys? It's going to have a drain on, on our healthcare system. Do you want to be the drain? No, no, I don't want to be the drain on the healthcare system. Okay, then. Lockdown for the month of August. Lockdown. Everybody locks down. Business is closed all over the country. Turns, turns us into chaos. A lot of holidays because that's when people are sick. Can't go home for Thanksgiving. Can't go home for Christmas. You're home alone in your house. Or with your family, you're like locked down. So this kind of chaos. So the, the, the hanging carrot, the hanging carrot will be vaccines. You pony up for this vaccine. We can inject whatever we want into you. And then you can prove, you can prove that, you know, we're a vaccinated nation. Maybe we won't have this kind of chaos. This is from MIT Tech. It's not from me. They sit around tables and devise all this. Yeah, I couldn't have even thought that up. I I could not have thought that up. But this is where they'd like to go. So I'm just telling you. It's sick. It's a sickening thing. And this is why I'm taking the brunt of all the haters and I'm getting my inbox full of hate mail and I'm I'm getting told, you know, I am all kinds of things. And I'm taking it because, you know what, if I don't say anything, if we don't say anything as a community, as a state, as a country, as a world right now, if we don't start calling this out and saying you're not even basing this on anything, this is ridiculous. And these these politicians, you know what they do with a straight face? Hold on, caller. They go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, uh, we're supposed to do this, and it, it'll keep you safe. That's how idiotic all of these politicians are, these local leaders, these total nimrods that are telling you it's it, it, this is what we have to do to be safe. Really? What's that based on? They won't tell you. You know why? They don't know. They were just told. They'll do anything they're told. They'll do anything they're told for power. So they're telling you guys that it's this is the ha- the thing that we have to be that we have to be doing right now. It isn't. Has no basis in fact. It's tracking your phone for location. It's not based on any transmission. Hi caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey Cal, hey Kate. Hi. Just a couple of things. The first one is there's a there's a quote by I forget, I believe it's Adams. I'm not sure, but it's something about the nation that, you know, gives up this and that for liberty and security deserves neither one. Yes. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, it occurred to me that maybe the only thing slowing the so-called virus, mm-hmm. the so-called, you know, cure for the virus, is they're waiting to get all the RFID chips together you know, mm-hmm. so that when they give the vaccination, they have them readily in the vaccination, boom, done. Yeah, they, Where right now, mm-hmm. do they have 329 million? Probably not. Yeah. Well, they're definitely getting the money for it. They're definitely working on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And oh, yeah. they've got Kennedy 350 of them. To, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. For cleaning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Exactly. And Congress's mm-hmm. tickets, yearly tickets. Yes, of they course. They have to be able to go to whatever they need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who cares yeah. about the orchestra? Fire those guys the day after you get the money. Who cares about them? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, no. So there, there already has been talk about having... Um, 
And I hate even saying the word chip because I know how that sounds to people because people, oh, tinfoil hat. Actually, it's not. They've actually admitted it. So once they admit it, does everyone then go, okay, that's a fact? Because they're admitting it, that they actually have that in there so that all they all you have to do is is scan uh, whether somebody's been properly vaccinated, according to Bill Gates and his depopulation. Can't believe we put this 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 guy in front of our uh, health and education. Health and education. Yeah, he's running the world. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. I'm hoping Uncle Milty can get his elective surgery. I am, too. Do you know that hospitals are cordoned off into two different sections now? One is all hands on deck, hair on fire, COVID, everybody run, run, run. And the other side is no elective surgery. You're on furlough and we're paying you unemployment because there's nothing for you to do. Have they lost their minds over there? Honestly, are it's, they, are they that just, insane? It's, it's all over now because the elective surgery has been canceled. They have nothing to do, and now they're guaranteeing paying people at hospitals. All for COVID. Because they're waiting for that tsunami COVID. Oh, yeah, them. the tsunami that's never coming. Oh, it just makes me sick. How could there ever be a tsunami with 97 to 99.9% of the cases walking around just fine? How could there ever be a tsunami? If you're one of those that believes this big tsunami wave of cases is coming, it'll rise because they're going to keep testing everybody. They're going to test that guy with cancer and that guy with the brain tumor and this guy over here with heart failure. And people will come up with it because you could have that in your system and be a carrier, even though you never have a symptom. We don't have, if, you, if we only have as a nation... Between 3,300 and 5,100 cases that are serious in this entire freaking nation. How in the world could a hospital be overrun? And you know how goofy and idiotic they are? We've got a hazmat team outside to greet you. And we've got tents and we're all set up. Look at New York, even in my own local community. Give me a break. Oh, we're ready. We've been ready for a month in our hazmat suit. Really? Do you need it? Because there's no cases. There's no, they're fine. They're at home. They're drinking Gatorade. (laughs) How could there be a tsunami of cases with a rate of mild to no symptoms as high as it is? Oh, you guys, I just want to tear my hair out. And they're all acting, you know, they just, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. Well, yeah, they're ready. All right. Why? I don't know if anyone can figure it out. And now we're laying them off because there's no work because they've closed all that stuff off. Because the tsunami is coming of cases? Have you ever heard such nonsense in your life? And yeah, I can't wait till Uncle Milty can come back and join me. Oh my gosh, you guys, I still can't believe this. Be right back. What's the easiest way to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables? Balance of Nature. By simply removing the water and air, Balance of Nature can take 31 whole fruits and vegetables and put them into quick and easy-to-eat capsules. With just three fruit capsules and three veggie capsules, you get the equivalent of over 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. That's a lot of stored energy that your body will love. So if you're looking for an easier way to get clean energy, go to balanceofnature.com and order your bottles of sunshine today. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code CANYON. Don't miss out on the active life on St. George News Radio 93.1 FM and 1450 AM KZNU every Thursday afternoon from 5.30 to 6 p.m. The Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life will help you get the most out of your life. The Active Life is all about the senior community, full of motivational stories, inspiring moments, and people who add the gold to the golden years. Tune in every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. to The Active Life, right here on St. George News Radio 93.1 FM, 1450 AM, KZNU. The Active Life is brought to you by the Huntsman World Senior Games. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. Home Flooring Connection. Need a new floor? Call the expert. Home Flooring Connection. HomeFlooringConnection.com. 
best mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the best mattress, 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? Oh, maybe the worst job that I have to do all week is laundry. I hate it, but I found a solution. Rain Dance and Dry Cleaners. Rain Dance Dry Cleaners opened their second location right here in St. George. That means they'll come and pick up my laundry, wash it, fold it, and return it to me for no extra charge. Rain Dance Dry Cleaners at 440 West St. George Boulevard. Think about it. No more washing, drying, and folding all that laundry. Let Rain Dance Dry Cleaners do the work. Call Rain Dance Dry Cleaners today. Have more time on your hands. Rain Dance Dry Cleaners, 435-627-3790. Hey, this is Steve with Garage Doors Only. Did you know that each year over 10,000 people are hurt or injured attempting to repair their own garage door? At Garage Doors Only, our team of professionals can safely repair or replace your garage door or motor. Our business is family-owned and operated, and we service all of southern Utah and the Mesquite area. Don't be a statistic. Call the professionals at Garage Doors Only, 435-868-1200. Since 1946, Wilkinson's House of Lighting has been providing exceptional selections in decorative lighting and ceiling fans, along with the efforts we put into knowing what's current and relevant and ensuring that the showroom is filled with fantastic options, we put an absolute premium on customer service. We know that when we say we're going to do something by dang, we had better do it. Where we really shine is after the sale, when the little things need to be buttoned up. Why else would we be featured in the majority of parade homes this year and in previous years? Come in and see what's new. Wilkinson's 88 East, 1160 South. The Eureka Casino Resort in Mesquite is teaming up with Stephen Wade Auto Center for the $250,000 Choose Your Ride giveaway. Find out how you can participate by going to EurekaMesquite.com. I'm Deidre Hall with a message about your eye health. My mother had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD, which means my family members are at greater risk. AMD affects vision, and having low vision as a result of wet AMD, the more severe form of AMD, can mean a task like driving can become a major challenge. I'm Dr. Sada of the Duhini Eye Institute in UCLA. AMD is the most common cause of severe, irreversible vision loss in older adults in the U.S. AMD affects central vision, which lets you see fine details. About 9 million Americans are living with wet AMD or are at risk. If you're over 50, smoke, or have a family history of wet AMD, you could be at increased risk. If a healthcare professional suspects wet AMD, a retina specialist can confirm the diagnosis and work with you on a treatment plan. Routine eye care, including regular eye exams, can help maintain your vision. Visit www.getisMart.org for more information. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Cape Daly Show. Nighttime, nighttime curfews and stuff. See, that came off the same social distancing um, ridiculousness from Bill Gates, even though none of it was ever proven, is because, um, you know, you're around less people location-wise. You don't travel as much. So that factored in as well. So no one's going around and spreading it late at night. <laughs> Give me a break. But um, they have curfews, right? Right. You can't you you couldn't even go out and have fun if you wanted to. So everything's closed. It's how ridiculous it all is. Um, it's insanity. Hi. OK, sorry, I'm trying to get there. So um, so I just wanted to mention, you know, there are there is some stuff falling apart a little bit. And one of it, one of the things is that the the person that came out and said 500,000 deaths in America due to covid. Oops. Whoops. Now he's saying oops. Oh, I guess I got that wrong. Walking it back, walking it back. 
you've got Cuomo that was caught um, stockpiling ventilators. And when trucks pulled up to say, you know, we'll take those refrigerated bodies because you don't have any other place to put them. Um, actually, he said, you know, uh, well, if I need them. You know how many serious cases he has? And not all these people would be on a ventilator today. Do you know how many cases of the serious in New York? 1,386. That's how many cases where they have other illnesses going on. They've already got other stuff going on. And a small portion of those are critical and would need a ventilator. 1,386 in New York. Does it sound like he's running out? I think they have plenty of hospital beds in New York, and I think they have plenty of ventilators in New York. We don't have a ventilator shortage. Um, no, not with this many people. We only have between three and 5,000 serious to critical people. That doesn't even mean they're in the hospital, you guys. It just means that their case is more serious because they, they might have a couple more things going on, but they tested positive for COVID. A lot of people could test positive for COVID. It could even be a false positive. Um, so there's some things that are just kind of falling apart like that. And, you know, Justin Trudeau um, in Canada was trying to push it to Earth Day. Oh, while you're all locked down and I'm in complete control of you, I'd like you to turn everything off for an hour to honor the Earth. And everybody laughed at him. Um, so there's that. And um, there's a lot of stories right now in the news. Look into the fine print. Go down and look in the fine print. You'll find it. I had a whole section I was going to do on BlackRock, too, but maybe I'll, I'll save that for tomorrow. Um, you know, my, my son is a senior. That's all gone to hell. (laughs) No senior ball, no graduation, no nothing, no nothing. In fact, can't even get together with your friends because the other friends, parents are like, uh, you know, full Nazi about it. Oh, social distancing, even though it makes no sense. And they're perfectly healthy. They can't even get together. They can't even, it's, it's crazy out there, you guys. And we're buying into it left and right based on what a computer model that, uh, that was put together by Bill Gates's people. In Washington, a study that's going on right now, and we're the guinea pigs. We're the lab rats. That's us. So just so we all know, just so we're all aware. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Kate. Thank you so much for what you do. We all appreciate you. (laughs) You bet. Thanks. And I know you've had a ton of time in research. Thank you so much. Thank Um, you. And I, you know, I have no doubt is all about control. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I have... Plenty of times I can go back and cite where the government did us wrong. So yeah. I, you know, know someone who got polio from the polio vaccine and yeah. on and on and on. But my question is, mm-hmm. and, you know, my kids are like, but mom, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is mm-hmm. at the, you know, kind mm-hmm. of at the forefront of, of going along with this. Uh-huh. And sure. The only thing I can think is mm-hmm. that we are subject to. Yeah, I can answer that. Do you have any feedback on that? Yes, let me answer that. I'll take you off the air, though. But I'll answer this. Thank you. You bet. Um, I actually answered this in the first uh, part of the show, too, locally. I do a local hour. So so my church, and this can apply to any church, okay? Churches are typically always going to go with what the government wants them to do. Why? Bigger picture. Churches are about spreading the word of God. They're also about spreading um, the gospel of Christ, right? You've got a lot of Christian churches out there, so I'll speak generally. My church is just like your churches in the fact that they're going to go along with this because you don't want to be the church that stands out that gets the vitriol from everybody around the world as the church not doing what the government said to do. Okay, it thwarts the bigger picture, missionary work, and all the different things that that go on. What if a missionary went to somebody's home? It doesn't even matter what country right now, right? I went to somebody's home and that family for some reason said, and this could be any church, my church, your church, any church, and said a missionary came to my home and gave us COVID. How do you think that'd go over well in the press? Yeah, that they would take that and run with it. So in order for the liability reasons, in order for, for all of that, because you don't want to be harnessed by all of that. You don't want that to get in the way of a of a of a church family and a and a church is bigger objective in this. They have to think bigger than that, and I don't I don't blame them for that at all. I don't. I as a person can look and see what's going on. My church doesn't have to teach me how to look at news propaganda and understand what's happening, and and I think no matter what, they've got to be um, good citizens because otherwise. 
they stand to lose, you know, kind of for the for the bigger picture. It's kind of like on my show, to be frank with you. On my show, there's probably a couple of topics maybe that I could think of that probably will not be a center of discussion on my show. Why? Because I don't want to lose all the other messages I have to take the risk of talking about a couple of things that don't go over well on uh, on uh, radio in the United States. I'm just being honest. That's just how it works. It's how our system works. I have to think of the show and the impact it can have and all the other truth that I have to go over. And I'm hoping that by telling the truth on this show and not being bought by anybody and doing all of this as a labor of love, I am hoping that you'll find those things that I'm talking about and you can study them, right? You can study them. I don't need to lead you there. I don't need, I don't need to do a, a broadcast live on the radio about them. And I understand in this world right now, with social media turning so quickly on people or organizations, the kind of spot that they're in. I get it. I get it. I don't fault them for it. I get it. I understand. In fact, I'm okay with it. And I, myself, as an individual, can teach myself how to look at the news and how to see what's going on. And they really are truly having to look at the very, very, very biggest picture, which is really hard for, I think, for us sometimes, you know, we're not in that. We're not in that situation. So with that being said, um, I, I'll tell you that the truth is the, it's, it's a tough thing in this day and age to talk about this because what we're doing here on this show is going against the grain, truly. And I felt it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I have felt it. It's been tough. This has been a hard one. So I'm getting it from all sides. I mean, all sides. And it is, and, and I know you are too. I'm not the only one. I know you are too. And that's okay because we never, ever thought this wasn't going to be tough. Okay. We always knew that there was, it was going to get harder. It's going to get harder. And that's just the truth of it. There's no way around it. So we're going to just have to deal. So I want to play with you a, 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 a moth story. This guy was actually writing about an event that happened in his life and it's called what doesn't kill me. And I hope you enjoy this. What doesn't kill what doesn't kill me? You're, you'll like this. And and just listen to, to how his life transformed. And I'm not talking about getting into all the stuff they're telling us to get into, like social distancing. I'm just saying that we can do whatever comes our way. We are all, we all have the gifts and talents. We're here for a reason. We were born in this day and time to handle whatever comes our way. So don't be so afraid of, of when you hear the words Great Depression and all this kind of stuff. You know what? They made it through too. Our ancestors made it through as well. We can too. It doesn't matter what's coming. We'll make it. We'll, we'll be fine. So here is whatever doesn't kill me. Here you go. You'll love this. Um, you know, you wake up in the morning you get dressed, you put on your shoes, you head out into the world, uh, you feel like you're going to come back home at night, go to sleep, get up, you do it again. That rhythm creates the framework that you use to create a life, and you make plans, and you kind of count on continuity. And... John Lennon said, life is what happens to you while you're making other plans. And I woke up one morning. Uh, I wasn't wearing any of my own clothes. I had uh, two chest tubes. I had a, a hose going up my nose down to drain my stomach. I had a catheter, a morphine drip. And I woke into a, this fog of pain that felt like I had broken through the ice into a lake of, of frozen hurt. And at the end of my bed, I could see the surgeon who had spent um, all night saving my life. And he was holding my foot. And he had given um, me about a 2% chance of living. Next to him were two homicide detectives. Now, they were homicide detectives because they had gotten the case because they didn't think I was going to make it, and they didn't want to have to do the paperwork swap. And let me tell you, when you start your day with two homicide detectives explaining what happened the night before, it's downhill from there. They, had, um, they, they began to explain to me they had five young men in custody, and they wanted me to identify them from the mugshots before I died. 
And I didn't know this, um, but they were, they just wanted me to make an X and uh, next to the pictures. And the, the, what had happened is that these young men had come in from Brooklyn. They were part of a gang. And the initiation uh, for them to move up into the upper echelons of their gang was to come into Manhattan and kill somebody. And they had set up this little ambush where they had one lookout at either end of the block. And the, the three guys would sit on the stoop and they had their knives open up their sleeve like that and the lookout at either end and they would wait. And it was late at night, and it was the night before Thanksgiving, so the city was really empty. And this guy walks around the corner, and he heads down the block, and the two lookouts give the go-ahead, and the three guys stand up and start walking towards him, and he has his key out, and he puts his key in the door, and he goes into the lobby, and the door closes behind him, and they're locked out. And he pushes the elevator button, and he goes upstairs. And he gets undressed, and he goes to bed. And he never knows what just didn't hit him. And I'm the next guy. And I come down the block, and the one of the very lucky things from that night is when I was in, in University of Notre Dame, I was on the boxing team. So I got one good punch and um, knocked the middle guy out, and they caught him. And he gave up everybody else, which is how they had these five guys in custody. So they... Um, uh, you know, I, nobody expected me to make it, and I did. I lived. Um, they took me off life support, moved me into uh, ICU, and the nurse comes in with the clipboard, and she wants to talk to me about my insurance. I was um, self-employed at the time, so I like to say I was insurance-free. And um, when she found that out, um, the next morning, the person that I saw said, it's amazing how well you're doing, and we just think you ought to go home. And um, they gave me a bottle of Percocet and a cane and okay. a bag to put my stuff in, and the flowers hadn't even stopped. I'll be right back. The rest of that story in just a moment. Stay with me. Temple to Temple, Inc. is a nonprofit corporation offering a shuttle service to the Las Vegas Temple. They're currently taking individuals down one time a week, and the vans can be rented out by wards or branches. These can be booked on their website, or you can call them at 435-375-1637. Since they're a nonprofit, they welcome all donations, especially for youth trips. For more information about the shuttle service and donations, check out their website at templetotemple.org. This message brought to you by Canyon Media. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. This is Megan from Summit Athletic Club inviting you to come check out our new Summit Zone Training Center. We've teamed up with Nike running coaches, Olympic rowing athletes to bring you the best program that we feel we can offer in Southern Utah. Here's what some of our members have said about the zone training workout. You get a personal trainer, small class, they push you, you have to do it. I'm 51 years old, I got my butt kicked. And I just burned 800 calories. Hey, this is Nicole. I uh, just finished the zone training class. I love this because being um, athletic my whole life and been running, it's pushed me to new levels, understanding my heart rate zone and um, increase my endurance levels and also increase my power to help me to accomplish my goals. No matter your age, gender, or fitness level, we got you covered. With workouts as low as $9.95 a month, come check out our zone training at both our River Road and Bluff locations. Is the economy crushing your retirement funds? This is Trevor at Heritage Reverse Mortgage. A reverse mortgage can secure your assets while the economy recovers. With a reverse, you eliminate your mortgage payment, consolidate debt, and access funds to live every month. Mortgage rates are at record lows and values are at record highs. Now is the best time to set up your reverse mortgage or refinance the one you have. Call me to see how we can help you live better and protect your assets. 435-359-9000. 435-359-9000. And MLS one. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. 
I've been listening to your ad for quite a while. And I said, okay, let me try this thing for a few months and see what happens. And I'm feeling much better. Uh, got a lot more energy. Even my friends are saying it. <laughs> and I'm telling them all about it. <laughs> a lot of my friends, they're like, you know, what's with you? I mean, you know, you're energetic, this, that, the other thing. They're like, you never get sick. I never get sick. And my friends, I keep telling them. I said, why don't you try to balance the nature? Yeah, you mentioned that a few times. Just do it, man. The product is great. You can't, there's nothing I can say better about it. I haven't gotten sick. If I feel something coming on, well, I'll take an extra dose. It, it works. It really does work. You know, I have a pretty demanding job. You know, when I say energy, it's not physical energy. It's more like mental energy. And I come home, I'm kind of like just mentally drawn out. You know, I'm just like just tired, you know. I find myself not wanting to do anything but chill out. And so I think ever since I've been doing the balance of nature, the energy that I get is more about like when I get home, I'm not so mentally tired. I, I, I have the energy to go to the health club and do things. I do think it's helping me out tremendously just with the stress. And like I said, the mental energy seems to be a lot better. And I really don't get colds or sinus infections like I used to get. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code CANYON. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Okay, back here with you with the rest of his story. Ed Gavigan, is, uh, the story is called Whatever Doesn't Kill Me. He wakes up. He's in a hospital room. He's near death. He's been attacked uh, by a gang, and his life's about to change. And so he's in the hospital, and they just found out he is insurance-free, as he put it, no insurance, and they're letting him out. Uh, here's the rest of his story. If I can play it. <laughs> the person that yeah. I saw said, it's amazing how well you're doing, and we just think you ought to go home. <laughs> and um, they gave me a bottle of Percocet and a cane and a bag to put my stuff in, and the flowers hadn't even stopped, uh, wilted yet, you know. So I end up in my apartment at home um, in, in very bad shape. The nightmares were unbelievable. Um, I couldn't eat. They had removed about a third of my intestines. I had had uh, two collapsed lungs. Um, I was missing organs that I didn't know that I had. And, um, and things were, were very, very difficult. And in New York, if you can't go to work and make money and uh, pay your rent, you don't get to stay in your, in your apartment. And <laughs> Um, it, it was, I, I would try and walk down the street, um, to do my job. I had a little business, uh, building custom furniture and whenever I saw a young, uh, a young man that had any hint of menace, uh, this feeling would hit me. And the feeling was, you know, if you're driving late at night in a, in the winter on a snowy road, you're going a little fast, and you come into a turn, and you feel all four wheels slip, and you feel the car start to go, and you see the guardrail, and you know there's, there's nothing you can do. And then all of a sudden, you hit the dry pavement, and the wheels grip, and you're back in control, and, you're, and nothing happened. And then you get hit with this adrenaline feeling in the back of your knees and your palms, and you, you taste in your mouth. But you're driving, and you're like, nothing happened. And I would have that feeling seeing teenage kids on the street 
six, seven, eight times a day if I tried to ride the subway, and it, it wore me. It wore me out. I, I, I was having, in the end, what was uh, post-traumatic stress uh, symptoms, and I ended up um, uh, losing my apartment and essentially then becoming homeless. I lost my business, and I went to the district attorney's office for an appointment where I had five attempted murder trials that I, was, uh, I, I had to handle. And I was, I broke down. I was crying. I was like, I, I can't believe, you know, I was so, so lucky to be alive, but now I'm, I'm homeless. And he gave me a number, um, for the, uh, a little late, I thought, for the victim's assistance people. <laughs> and, um, but it was because I didn't talk. Like, I just kept it all in. And so I go and I talk to the, I sit there and I don't have an appointment or anything. I'm waiting and this girl comes out and she's like, Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. She's got the turtleneck and the ponytail, and she leads me back to her cubicle, and I, I'm in this really dark place, and I have this feeling that we're not going to connect. And I get to her cubicle, and pinned up on the wall next to her monitor is that poster, I know you know it, of the, the kitten with the branch <laughs> saying, hang in there, baby. And I just don't feel like she's going to help me. And... <laughs> She gives me this paperwork to fill out for Medicaid, and she gives me some more paperwork uh, on how to get on a list for subsidized housing. It's an 18-month wait, but, you know, at least you're on the list. And um, another sheet with some addresses in the Bronx where I can go for group counseling that's free. And I feel like a drowning man who's just been thrown um, a kit to build a boat. (laughs) And I walk out of there... And um, I go to my, my favorite bartender, who's this uh, cute Lebanese-Canadian girl, uh, who's a poet. Um, and she lets me move in and stay on the couch. Um, she's rocking this Simone de Beauvoir look, and she's got this whole, like, she's smart and funny. And the thing from those days that... Uh, she she listened, which was amazing, because what people did, and they're all very well-meaning, but they had one of three responses. And the first response was, when I tried to talk about my feelings and my fear and, and this turmoil in my head, they would say, well, everything happens for a reason. And that made me want to punch him in the face and ask him if they knew what the reason for that was. <laughs> and then the, the second thing that, that people tended to say was, you've just got to get over it, man. You're alive. You're lucky. You've just got to put this in the past and just move on and gather yourself together. And that made me want to stab him six times and come back and talk to them in six months and go, so how's it working out? You got any advice for me now? Because I could really use some help from somebody that knows what I'm going through. And the third thing that people would say, and again, they were very well-meaning, it just was absolutely no help, was that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> and the, the problem with that was that I felt like I had come to New York, I'd started this little business, I had built a life, and I had lost, I had lost everything. I'd lost my apartment, my business, I had gotten, I got no help. Um, you know, this girl that had become, that let me move in with her was like getting a little worried because I was just so sad all the time. And that I felt like you could actually I mean, I read Nietzsche, I went to college, I was up all night in the student union drinking coffee going, yeah, if it doesn't kill you, man, it makes you stronger. But I felt like I was actually broken, that, that things could happen in your life that would, that would just break a man, and that you, you, not only you wouldn't be stronger, but you would never have ever again what you had before. And I felt like things had slipped in a way that I would just, I would never be able to recover. And what I would do to try and make uh, money and, and have a job is I would gather my little set of chisels and tools and 
go up to the Upper East Side, Manhattan, where there's always, you know, some billionaires working on his mansion, and I could see a construction site, and I'd go up and knock on the door and ask if they needed any, anybody to, to work, just a, a day laborer. And the foreman, you know, he sees a guy with his own tools, he knows his way around the job site, English is his first language, and they'd put me on a, you know, they'd be like, all right, you know, put him down there and see what he can do, you know, and, and I'd go and I'd start working, and I'd I knew what I was doing, and, and I'd be in this incredible mansion being renovated, and I'd look around at the unbelievable materials, and I'd think of how lucky uh, these people were to be living. You know, when we were done with this work, they'd be surrounded by beautiful materials and, and amazing craftsmanship, and I'd be there, you know, uh, working, and I'd be you know, making a mortise for a, an offset pivot hinge in a rosewood door. And, and the, you know, the beauty of everything that I was working on contrasted with, with my life, I would just start to cry. And so I'd be on my hands and knees sobbing in the, in the library under construction. And one of the laborers would go tell the foreman, like, you know, that dude you hired, man, he's like, he's, he's sobbing in, in the library. And the foreman, you know, usually this Irish guy would come and, you know, I, Eddie, here, here's a, I'm going to pay you for the day. Go, go have a drink, man. We don't need you anymore. And then that would be it. I'd get fired. And, and I, was getting, I was getting fired again and again. And it was always, you know, these people didn't know what happened to me. They, they just knew they couldn't have some guy weeping in the basement. <laughs> and I, I couldn't hold a job. And I was getting angrier and and now you know she's my girlfriend the, the the Canadian poet bartender but she's she's worried because I'm I'm like my attitude is not so good and I, I leave uh, after being fired yet again I walk out onto Park Avenue right and I've got my little bag of tools and I see this guy walking by and he's got his hair is perfectly quaffed and his Hermes tie is knotted and his shoes are shine his impeccable suit with his shiny briefcase. And I see that guy, and I just want to tackle him and just kneel on his chest and punch him in the face and go, you know, you're not good. You're just lucky, man. You're, you're not... You think that all of your assumptions and everything you know and all you're doing is keeping you where you are. You're just lucky. Because it can all just be gone. You can lose it. And I've, I have this rage at him. I don't do anything, you know, let him keep walking. But I realize as I have that feeling that I have just wanted to hurt an innocent stranger, uh, passerby, to make a point about what is wrong with my life. And in that moment, I realize I've become more like the kids that stabbed me. I've lost uh, who I was before. And I go, I like, I, it's a, it's an incredible feeling to feel like you've, you've, you're not who you used to be. And that, uh, the feeling was that I was slipping down into some place where I was going to, I was going down a road where I was going to meet the guys who were my attackers. And I was going to be in hell because I would go there alone, like no, that, that that path was just of bitterness and there was no way out. And at the same time, for the first time, as I was sitting there thinking about these feelings of what was happening to me, I realized I can never get back to where I was. That guy, that business, that whole life is just gone. I lost it. But I had never believed that I'd lost it. I always thought I was trying to get back to be that guy. And as I sat there and I thought about, I realized I can, I got to do something new. And, and there was this, it, it felt liberating. It was like, all right, I can't go back because that's gone. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be evil and bad. And I'm going to do this new thing. And I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. I have this girl and I run home and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be, uh, the sad guy, and I'm not going to be the mad guy. I'm going to, I'm going to change, and we're going to work this out. Will you marry me? And she's like, no. <laughs> like, 
you, you got to do, you know, you need a little more work here. Um, but she's in, enthused by my enthusiasm, and, and she knows I'm never going to ask her again. So after about another year and a half, she feels like uh, we got something. And so she asks me to marry her. And so we do. And we end up, uh, we end up building this routine again and setting up a life. And, and now I have a two-year-old daughter. And I put her, I put her shoes on in the morning, and um, I head out to work. Thanks. Isn't that good? Uh, Ed Gavigan, uh, whatever doesn't kill me. You know, I've thought about this a lot because we might be up against some pretty big hurdles coming up. And, and I think this, it's always unknown, you know, what the scary part is, you know, how lives change and, and how things change. And I do know this, that we're all resilient. We get through things. We have those gifts uh, to do that. And I do know that uh, no matter whatever happens, we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. You find joy. You live your life. And I tell my kids this so they're not freaked out about the future at all because of the the kind of chaotic mess that we're in right now um, with, uh, with this, this manufactured crisis that we've been, that we're, that we're going through right now. The biggest thing is to open our eyes and see what's going on. And we've got to open our eyes and others eyes so we can fight for our Liberty because it's our God given gift. So we fight for our Liberty. We wake people up out of a thinking coma in America right now. And we do our very best to do that. And then at the end of the day, we know that whatever comes our way, we have done the fighting we can do. We've done whatever we can do, and we'll get through the rest of it. That's how I truly feel. That's what keeps me hopeful. I talk to my kids a lot about this. That's what keeps me going. And I just wanted to share that with you because a lot of us might face a total life upheaval, and you find a new way. You find a new path that works. You'll still have joy in all those things. Hi, caller. you got 20 seconds. I'm so sorry. Go right ahead. Oh, Hi. I used to play uh, basketball with your husband. Nice. And he was huge and terrifying. But, you know, I think you're braver than he is. (laughs) I'm telling him you said that. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) That was awesome. Oh, that was awesome. You know what? Um, (laughs) That was great. Uh, We'll be okay. We'll make it through whatever, whatever comes our way. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, our ancestors did it. We do it. It's fine. We'll make it. Anyway, everybody have a great one. Be faithful. Be fearless. Fight for your liberty. Wake people up. Do everything in your power to wake up those around you. And uh, see you back here tomorrow. RV keeps getting easier. As we all make an effort to practice social distancing, Nielsen RV has made buying easier than ever with their virtual RV buyers program. Here's how it works. Find an RV you like at NielsenRV.com. Schedule a live video tour through the message button on the site. Fill out an online credit app. Sign all the documents from the comfort of your own home via virtual DocuSign. Then come in, inspect your RV, hook it up, and drive it off the lot. It's that easy. And it can all be done in usually about 24 hours. The virtual RV buyers program. Only at Nielsen RV. Go to NielsenRV.com. Although the lobby inside St. George City Hall is closed to mitigate the spread of coronavirus, city employees are working to provide the services you rely on. You can conduct most city business over the phone at 627-4700 or